Hi, everyone. Welcome back to The Punish Podcast. I'm David, pronouns he, him, editor at The Punish Backlog and host of today's episode. With me, we have Amanda Tien, she, her, and Sam Martinelli, he, him. How are you both doing? And uh, what's your Mario Kart main? All right, I'm going first. Uh, I'm doing pretty well. It is snowing here in New York City for the first time. That's kind of exciting. My Mario Kart main, obviously it differs game by game, but in Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, it's gold Mario. Gold metal Mario. I like I like to shine. <laughs> I like as you're victoring. Um, I'm doing good today. Um, I'm fostering two puppies, and they are on my in my lap as we're recording, so it's very exciting for me. Um, it's also snowing here, and I always mean Yoshi. I just I love a little dinosaur. He just looks so happy when he wins and when he loses, just a little. Uh, so yeah, big fan. What what color Yoshi? Ooh, green classic. You know, I don't. I'm not trying to mess around. Um, if anything, I'll, I'll be yellow. Um, if someone else is already going green Yoshi, but I don't know. I love I love it the way that he he was meant to be. Cool. Uh, I can't escape the question. My Mario Kart main is uh, Motorcycle Peach, and no, I will not be answering any questions at this time. <laughs> uh, and I buried the lead. I'm doing doing quite well myself to answer my own question. But alas, let's just move right on. For this month's episode, we are excited to turn the page on 2023 and start looking ahead toward 2024. So as we did last uh, year, we will be following suit and doing a little preview, gaming preview for 2024, followed up by another iteration of our fantasy gaming draft. So uh, we've got an awesome episode planned. And of course, last but not least, Sam will be inducting another or making a, a case to induct a new game within our Punished Hall of Fame. Um, but knowing Amanda and myself, um, I think we're pretty easygoing, but unless it's something outrageous, Sam, but we'll 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 wait it until later be. in the show. It might be. <laughs> you said it might be a little bit of a hot take, it so I'm excited be. to see it. Yeah, okay. I can't wait to might. be can't wait to hear the spice. Keyword might. might. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, Why um, be something we all agree with, and we're like, yeah, obviously. Sh- like- <laughs> Don't ruin it. <laughs> well, I'm looking forward to it, but uh, we got a whole show ahead of us. So, without further ado, let's get to it. Okay, Uh, so before we kind of dive into the actual fantasy gaming draft, I want to ask a little bit about just thoughts um, about the year ahead of us. So it's kind of no, the elephant in the room is that 2024 looks a little sparser than 2023. Not really 2024's fault. 2023 was an absolutely phenomenal game uh, year for video games. We had so many hits, and I invite everyone who's listening to this podcast episode to go back and check our excellent best of 2023 coverage where we covered how many games amanda was it 20 40 it was 48 seven, yeah 48 totally. games yeah. from 15 writers did yeah, i make that some, up? something like that yeah it's over yeah. a dozen yeah so really excited that we had so many voices uh this past year from the punish backlog lend their thoughts to our best of year coverage and clearly there were so many great games to highlight that we just didn't have enough space on one blog article to, to do them all. So we had to uh, condense them down into a, a neat little list. But uh, I digress. For 2024, a little sparser. Uh, there are still some big games coming up, but what do you two think about 
the upcoming year. Are you excited for the games? Are you a little underwhelmed? Do you hope that more uh, games will be announced in the near future? What are your thoughts? Uh, I could not be more happy that this year is going to be so wacky and mm-hmm. weird. Like, I'm still catching up from 2023. I'm not even close, man. I'm I'm probably never going to play Alan Wake 2. I'm probably never going to play Mortal Kombat 1. I'm probably never going to play Assassin's Creed and Mirage. And it's just a matter of time. Like, I, I there's only 24 hours in a day. So, like, having a weird year like this where, oh, here's some big release. Do I need to play that? Maybe not. Maybe that's more of a, a niche thing or for fans of that series. I'm kind of looking forward to that. Um, I'm not looking forward to drafting uh, some of these games, but I'm looking forward to <laughs> a year where I can actually tackle the backlog, play a little more, more Baldur's Gate 3, a little more Starfield, and not feel like I'm missing out. Before we go to Amanda, I just got to say, between Alan Wake 2, uh, Mortal Kombat 1, and what was the last one? Uh, Assassin's uh, Creed. One is not like the others. Yeah, seriously. That's why my mouth dropped. One is like, not like the others. Come on, Sam, come on. No, 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 you're right, you're right. Uh, Mortal Kombat 1 is multiplayer. So stop, stop, yeah, there we go. stop, okay. stop. I'm going to have a heart attack. No, I mean, I do think, I think my Alan Wake 2 run, like I didn't do all the side stuff because also I was so scared. I think I finished it and I played it on like easy or whatever um i think you can finish it in like 14 hours so i would highly recommend trying to figure. i'll be picking it up soon yeah santa's half that time and i haven't touched it yet no (laughs) no and i think it's just so good and i think you'd really like it um but it's you know there's there's not fun nintendo stuff in it it's like the opposite vibe of nintendo for sure so i could understand if that was not the vibe you were like jonesing for um no, I think um, I agree with Sam that drafting will be interesting. I, I think about 2024, same way. I really like that meme where, where it's like no thoughts, just vibes. Um, I really feel like that with 2024, but like where it's just final, no, <laughs> no thoughts, no games, just Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. Like that is the only game I know of that's coming out this year that I could possibly care about um, where I'm pretty sure it actually will come out. So I'm... I'm excited for 2024. I mean, there's a lot of good little indies that I'm really pumped about. Um, you know, I hope they come out, but I also know that there's a good chance they might not. But yeah, I, I think it'll be a great year for the backlog, especially just catching up on games from 2023. Like as I was doing that sort of big collection of all the end of year coverage, I was sort of amazed that like a like cocoon came out, didn't even download it because there's just so much that came out. So I think there's a lot of games like that where mm. I meant to, and I just, you know, I just forgot about them because there was just so much good stuff. So I'm excited to catch up. Well, I guess I'm curious. I'm a big RPG person. So obviously final fantasy seven rebirth persona three reload. Like I, I feel kind of spoiled because my two biggest games that I'm excited for, I, honestly, if you throw in like a dragon, infinite wealth and even dragons dragons dogma 2 it's like four massive rpgs are coming out within weeks of one another so the fun the irony is that i don't i'm not going to play any of them except for really final fantasy 7 for sure i'll i'll crank through that and persona 3 likely as well so um it's front loaded for me and it kind of segues into my my follow-up question which is okay maybe there's nothing that's like really speaking to you uh, in the year currently, but are there any unannounced games, speculated games that are upcoming that you're excited about? Cause I, I definitely have, I mean, I guess it's already announced, but I'll, I'll lump it in here. Cause I just don't, we don't know too much about it, but I'm excited about 
um, Princess Peach Showtime. Like, I think that's just like, yeah. like inventive titles like that, that we're not, who knows if it'll be a hit, but I'm excited to just see Nintendo take a crack at um, a, a different kind of style of platformer. Um, I, it's funny because I can't really answer my own question now. I don't know if there, are there any speculated games? I'm really excited about Star Wars Outlaws, if it actually comes mm-hmm. out ever, much yeah. less this year. Um, I, I'm i really excited about it, and I think it could be a very different kind of Star Wars game. I think Star Wars um, games, I, I feel similar in a lot of ways to Pokemon games, where I think it's nice to see these franchises give studios more room to play and branch out and do different kinds of things. And so I'm excited about Outlaws. Um I, there are indies I'm pumped about. I know I said, like, I, don't, I can't think of any games, but there are indies, and we're actually putting together a list of indies that we're anticipating and excited for for 2024. Um, I know that Dave and I are big fans of this game, Tangle Tower by SFB Games. And yeah, and they've got a sequel called The Mermaid. Cannot Stone. wait for that now. Yeah, I'm yeah. so pumped. Like, I, I couldn't believe it. Like, when I just, like, stumbled on it, I'm like, what? This I love this game. So really excited about that. So I think there'll be games like that. Um, and agreed on, on Princess Peach Showtime. I think that sounds interesting. And I'm excited that Peach finally gets to be the main character. I'm, I hope that they, I don't know, that it's an interesting and challenging enough game and isn't just mm-hmm. sort of like a write-off in terms of excitement. Yeah, so I think in terms of like speculated games, we have so many games that have been announced without a clear release window at all. And I have in our uh, in a document wildcard games. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one I'm most curious about. It was announced four years ago. It was announced like right as the pandemic was starting. Was that Machine Games was working yeah. on an Indiana Jones game? Right. And for those of you who don't know, Machine Games, which is a Bethesda studio owned by Microsoft, worked on the Wolfenstein reboot. Um, and those games are great. Those games are really well done. Great gameplay, great story. Uh, so I'm really excited that, of this idea of an Indiana Jones game, but I also have no... We haven't heard nothing else about this game. It doesn't have a title. It doesn't have anything. But it was <laughs> it was sort of teased like four years ago. There's got to be something on this uh, at some point. So that's something I'd like to see at least, at least something on that this year. That's what I'm looking forward to. That or, I don't know, some of these other Xbox games that are nebulously announced, Perfect Dark, Fable, right. things like that. Yeah, I'll offer I'll offer two of my own. So one is on the Nintendo side. I'm gonna I'm gonna consider Metroid Prime Four um, like a like an unannounced game just because like I feel like at might this point well. they have to might as well yeah. reintroduce it. So that um, I could throw in Mario Kart Nine. Like both of those, um, you know, uh, analysts have speculated uh, recently that we're gonna you know there were rumblings that we're gonna get Switch Two or you know whatever name that that takes switch you sometime this year let's do it switch, switch you I hope not. that should be the bonus the, the bonus section of this episode should just be sam listing off every idea he's had for the name for this console switch advance <laughs> yeah um but yeah like those you know obviously launch titles for the switch 2 could come out of nowhere and, and and surprise us but we have probably a general idea of what to expect but um, for me, one game that has kind of gone into obscurity but was announced years ago, I think I covered it on the site back in 2018. It's like an indie game that I just want to put people onto so they can be disappointed like me when it never comes out. It's called UFO 50 from Derek Yu 
and a couple other indie developers. So Derek Yu's responsible for Splunky 1 and 2. UFO 50, the whole stick is that um, it's like 50 different games in one package, like kind of an old school retro inspired, just like you have like a cartridge of different, um, you know, smorgasbord of games. But these are not, they're not mini games. Like they've been kind of marketed as standalone experiences. And so like you have one that's like, an advanced wars style strategy game or another one might be a puzzle game or a mother a platformer so just knowing how the the talent behind that game i can't wait for it but it's also been much like hollow knight silk song just years in the making so that's that's one that i hope we hear a little more about in 2024 yeah, Hollow Knight Silk Song would be great yeah. to see it, especially since I, I drafted and kept it on my team all of last year, my final my fantasy team. Um, I almost did it again, my final fantasy team. And then <laughs> also Ben, um, who is going to be a new writer on the site soon, he brought up recently Haunted Chocolatier, um, which is yeah. Concerned Ape, um, yep. Stardew Valley. So I would be really nice to hear more about that game. Um, but, you know, we'll see. I think the his dev blog was last updated in December 2021. I mean, I know he's working on it, but it's right. still like, oh. Kind of reminds me of George R. R. Martin's situation. Like, he's busy doing Stardew Valley. Yeah. Can I, can I have a, a kind of a quick conspiracy theory about yeah. George R. R. Martin? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think he has not written a single page of this next Game of Thrones book that he has not released yet. Because he, he released some like chapters ahead of time. I think since then he has written nothing else. Really? <laughs> I, think, I think his performance art is that he will never finish the Game of Thrones. The, oh, the song of the his blog? Art. <laughs> he, I think he said that he's written like already enough to um, as long as the... Pr- previous book like 1100 oh, I know, pages I know what he has said yeah I know this is I think this is performance art I think he knows that ever after the show ended the book ending could never be satisfying so his performance art about the Song of Ice and Fire universe which is about the cyclical nature of killing and uh, fascism is just going to go on forever and ever and ever and ever and therefore cannot have an ending that is my conspiracy theory. This man will not has no pages. He is bamboozling us all. <laughs> and so you got, I, hey, I did not phrase this as a conspiracy theory that you like. Yeah. <laughs> Kay and I have gone back and forth on this. He he's uh, when it comes to like authors writing a long running fantasy series, he's of the mindset that you're in, the readers are entitled to the full trilogy. If you or a trilogy series, if you if a author's like I'm writing a trilogy or I'm writing a Eight books, seven books. You gotta, you gotta give us the goods. I'm of the mindset that as long as he's trying and he's not lying about the progress, even if he's got writer's block for the rest of his life, I'm chill with that. But if he went ahead and lied and is like, yeah, yeah, I met with the publisher and the publisher's like, dude, like where, where like maybe he has a what, what? How far does this rabbit hole go, Sam? Is it like he, he and the publisher have agreed to just like continually lie about it so that they when can. When he up hype. dies, there will be an unfinished book. Just, and just release there. that. Well, yeah, and then someone else will try to write after that. But but Brandon Sanderson. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Next. <laughs> anyway, um, I mean, he's the closer. Yeah, yeah, I guess. I don't know. I'm not, my point is, George R. R. Martin keeps saying these books are going to come. We hear that Silk Sun's still going to come, and we got nothing. All right. I mean, the the man gave us Elden Ring in some way, shape, or form, so I'm willing to give him. That's a true. Of a that's pass. true. And you know that's what true. that? You know what the Elden Ring is? What? It's not a book with a song of ice and fire. No, it's no, not that. It's, it's a better. Thing. He did a different thing. That's a hot thing. take. 
It's better. It's better than Game of Thrones ever was. Maybe. <laughs> I my, think my partner Alyssa <laughs> is going to be listening to this and very much so pissed off at me. I, I would say it's much more a, a much more just probably regular writer struggle. That I think we can all agree with it. Just that you're writing and you're like, I hate this. Yeah. I don't want to work on this anymore. And then even worse, I'm assuming the ending was what like he gave a head yeah. for the show, and then yeah. I just realized like, oh, everyone does hate oh, it. Yeah. Oh <laughs> no. <laughs> like, yeah, I'll just go to work on other passion projects. Um, but yeah, I, I could totally see it being a long con, Sam. It keeps you in the public eye, keep them guessing. Um, but I also do agree with Kay. Like, there was a book I loved, really great. Um, it's supposed to be a fantasy young adult trilogy called Serafina by Rachel Hartman. It's basically about someone who's like half dragon and she can kind of hide it. And she has this like mental, you know, psychic connection with other half dragon people. And it just literary quality writing really smart really thoughtful and it was billed as a trilogy third book just never came out and now when you look up on like the publisher website it, or like there's a tweet where she says something like no it's just always going to be one in a sequel that's that's what it is i'm never writing a third one <laughs> just like the absolute retconning of never mind <laughs> like even though you can feel that that was what it was meant to be and it hurts it really hurts to be a fan sometimes mm. Well, we'll definitely have to do a uh, book talk. Yeah, seriously, this is just become a completely <laughs> episode other. of yeah. podcast soon. Yeah, but, uh, at least you guys brought it back to Elden Ring, and then I was like, no, 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 back to the books. No, so. I love it. No, I will never. I mean, we cover books ever so. That's true. You cover books. You're good. You cover every, every yeah. once in a while. So <laughs> you know, it doesn't. gaming related, but not always. But yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll 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 dig this up again sometime in the in the not so distant future. <laughs> yeah. I promise. Um, but yeah, let's uh, take a quick break and then we'll bring it back for the 2024 Fantasy Gaming Draft. And we're back. So for uh, the 2024 Fantasy Gaming Draft, I'm going to give people, in case you haven't um, tuned into a previous episode of the podcast where we did the results of 2023, I'll give you the too long didn't uh, read for all my recaps. Essentially, Sam, in a narrow tie-breaking win, defeated Amanda and took the crown for 2023 uh, Fantasy Gaming. Well uh, done, Sam. Royalty. Well done. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I came in dead last. but. It's a new year, and we have new games to draft. So with that being said, I'm going to just give the lay of the land again. Same rules as last year. We draft uh, games in snake order until we each have six picks. Then at the end of the year, we tally. We average the top four Metacritic scores uh, of our team and the highest average wins. If there is a tiebreaker like it, like there was last year, then we will go to the full average, but um, hopefully we'll not come to that and we can have a decisive uh, win this year. Um, and also if your game gets delayed, it counts as a zero. So that's the incentive. You could swing for the fences, but if you miss, that's on you. And maybe uh, toward the middle of the year when games inevitably get announced, we will most likely do a waiver wire pickup, but we will play it uh, by ear for now. And uh, I think that's about it. Uh, so this time we're doing it classic fantasy style. Uh, since I was dead last, I draft first. Thank you very much. So excited. Uh, Amanda will follow up 
and then Sam will snake back to back with his third and fourth pick. It'll go back to Amanda, go back to me, et cetera, et cetera, until we've each drafted six games. Um, before we dive in, any thoughts about the draft? Um, Want to divulge your strategy so I can reverse engineer it? I mean, you told me all the games you want, so. <laughs> that was kind of the point of the earlier segment. Uh, no, but uh, thankfully I've got the first pick, so this should be smooth sailing, I think. A quick clarifying question. Where did we yeah. land on remasters and ports? So so I took a peek in our in our Google Doc, and so I think ports and remasters, I feel pretty strongly we should not be drafting because it's yeah. just too much of the same. So, for example, I saw Braid Anniversary Edition in there. To my knowledge, and correct me if I'm wrong, that is not a remake. That is just essentially a, a remaster of an already exceptional game being brought to modern consoles. Right, Sam? Yeah, let's be honest. No one was going to draft that anyway. I mean, <laughs> if you want to be sneaky, you could, because I'm sure we get no, but, a nine. But yeah, it, it's just like, it's like a new coat of paint. It's it's probably closer yeah. to what uh, like Metroid Prime Remastered was last yeah, year. It's, right. It is rebuilt from the ground up, but it's the same thing. Like, you could make the argument for uh, Paper Mario The Thousand Year Door, um, just because if we're going based off, say, Super Mario RPG, which released late last year, yeah, kind of the same, functionally the exact same game, maybe with a few new bells and whistles. But it also, actually, it looks totally different too. Like, just some of the the assets look very, very different. I, I'm fine with that. I'm going to say, like, I think we could debate the minutia of it. I'm actually fine with it because, as you said yourself, Sam, typically when a game is remade, but it's kind of the same deal, it doesn't score nearly as high as it did in the year it released, just because games have aged and people. Uh, know what to expect with it. So there's kind of that tax behind it anyway. So if someone wants to go ahead and, and draft the Thousand Year Door remake, like by all means, do you know what I mean? I know who definitely is not going to draft it. It could be made in Switch. You don't know. You don't know. Actually, you could surprise me, Amanda. No. Oh, oh you're saying Amanda won't. Oh, oh, oh. I get it. Yeah, yeah. For those who didn't, uh, <laughs> who aren't, aren't in the know, Amanda drafted Super Mario RPG over Super Mario Wonder last year for our waiver pickup and Amanda, how did, how did that go? With them, I mean, it's a haunting mistake that will bother me forever and I'm totally fine with it. Totally. <laughs> well, best of luck uh, today. New, new year, new experience. So best of luck to both of you. And I hope I win. <laughs> I hope you win too, especially with what I'm sure you're going to pick first. Um, yeah. But uh, I want to take I'm going, I'm going for a repeat, you know? <laughs> yeah. I, 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 um, I don't know what I'm going to do beyond this first pick, so I'm glad to uh, to take it. And then Me neither, it. man. I'm just sitting off. here Googling games. I'm like, I don't even know what this yeah. is. Like, there's trailers. There's, <laughs> there's so <laughs> few games with that are actually have release dates. It's like every now and then there's like some NFL draft where like a left tackle is drafted first because there aren't any good quarterbacks or anything. Yeah. It's going to be that. <laughs> yeah. Um, hopefully New England can figure out its shit before uh, draft day. But um. I digress. All right. Well, well let's kick the things off. Uh, I've got the first pick. You know what I'm drafting. I'm drafting Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. No surprises there. And my what? reasoning... <laughs> what? <laughs> Shocked. Um, it's not even that I think it's going to be the best-reviewed game. I'm, I know better now, having drafted Final Fantasy XVI first last year. I do think this game will perform better, but Final Fantasy VII... Uh, I think scored around an 87, 88, if I'm not mistaken. I don't expect this to be my my crown jewel at the end of the year, to be clear. But I do think 
it has a very high likelihood of reviewing well. And if it does, if it plays its card right, I think it has a higher ceiling than most AAA games this year. So I will go ahead and lock that in. And uh, then we go to Amanda. Congratulations. Great pick. Love to see it. Um, I think I'm going to go with, we were debating this before, uh, whether early access counts, but as long as scores are submitted, we have said that they will. I think I'm going to do Hades 2. Because I feel real weird about all the other ones with confirmed dates. So I just, at least Hades 2 is a title that I'm excited about. And I like Supergiant. We'll see if it'll be my Hollow Knight Silk song um, (laughs) this year. But we'll see. But yeah, I'll say Hades 2. Love it. All right. I got two picks in a row. I'm going to stick with at least two games that, well, there's two two games for now that do have confirmed dates and are pretty close. Uh, So I'm going to go with Like a Dragon Infinite Wealth. Uh, I have not played any of these games, but I know that people love them and they reward people who love them a lot, kind of like the Fast and Furious movies. That's how I've heard it described. Um, I saw so some previews going up for that recently and it seems very positive. So am I going to play it? Probably not, but a lot of people love Like a Dragon in the series. Um, my next pick, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to trust Ubisoft. Prince of Persia, The Lost Crown. Dude, that was what uh, I was thinking. Nice. Yeah, so nice. Hold on. It looks really good. It looks like the only Ubisoft game for years that I actually want to play. Um, I, I saw they, they, there was like some kind of developer uh, develop, like develop, dev diary explanation of a, a really cool feature where you can like take a like, you can like take a screenshot of an area you're in in game like go somewhere else. But then if you want to fast travel back to the area, like you'll see the screenshot of where you were. So that like in Metroidvania is you just get lost all the time. I'm like, that's in this game. Yeah. Yeah. That's a cool feature. That's wow. a great feature. Yeah. That's an awesome feature that helps so with I, the backtracking garbage. Yeah. And like, listen, I play a lot of Metroid games. I play a lot yeah. of Castlevania games, hollow Knight, uh, Ori in the blind forest. That is the one thing that drives me nuts of like, really I know I have to go concept. back like, I know I have to go back here, but what's actually yeah. there? Do I have to, like, look? Lo- and if it's the flavor, ones? perfectly. Yeah. Yeah. So that th- those are my two picks, and that's how we're going so far. Solid. Amanda, back to you. Mm-hmm. So uncomfortable. Um, I think... Oh, um, I'm I'm torn between two games. Similar to Sam, I'm torn between games that I don't think I'll necessarily play. So I'm trying to like imagine what people who love these games would say. I think I'll do Persona Three Reload, um, which is meant to come out on February second. I know that people who love Persona mm. love Persona, so I figure. I mean, are we counting that? It's a remake, technically. Uh, we absolutely count that, in okay, my opinion. Cool. It, yeah. it's, 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 like a, it's like an overhaul, basically. Yeah, to give... Yeah. I'm going to put on my Persona 3 hat for a second. Yeah, right? do it, please. Oh, yeah, and make me feel good about what I just they said. completely <laughs> revamped. The, well, not... I don't want to overpromise for people who come from, like, Persona 5 <laughs> and are, like, expecting necessarily Persona 6, but it, it's essentially Persona 6 if you haven't played uh, Persona 3 before. It's, like, new assets from the ground up. They, get, like, took kind of a really dated looking PS2 game and gave it the Persona 5 visuals. They recast everyone, which I, people who love Persona 3 were at first like, what? Because the voice <laughs> cast was exceptional, but they sound almost identical. Like they sound wow. really good. They've added new scenes. Atlas doesn't skimp when it comes to like, you could argue that Persona 
five Royal is like almost its own game, right? It adds a game's worth of content. So I think, I think that's a, a great pick. That would have probably been. Oh, that, makes, so that, makes me feel, that makes me feel great. That makes me feel yes. so relieved. <laughs> Yay. Cause this is the opposite feeling of when I drafted super Mario RPG remake. And then Sam just yelled, you fool. <laughs> so this is good. I'll take, I'll take that. That said, you, I I am happy because you also helped narrow my choices a little bit because I was going between, because I think Persona 3 Reload could review very well, but I also think it could be a a rebirth situation where it's a high eight. Mm -hmm. Nothing against that. That's great. I'm going to swing twice here. Um, My first, because I'm snaking next, I go back to back. I'm going to go with a game that had kind of a, (laughs) on paper, bad. When it came out, but cult classic. You already, you both already know what I'm talking about at this point. Yep, just made by it. Capcom. They've been hidden. They've been cooking in the kitchen. So why would I doubt them now? I'm gonna Exo go with Dragon Dog, Dragon's Dogma too. It's a re- what'd you say? A rental? You said you said they've been cooking lately, and I just said the word exoprimal. Yeah. <laughs> oh. And that's great that you thought that I knew anything about this game. That's one of many games on this list that I was like, I don't even know what those words are. So <laughs> Resident Evil 4. Well, I know I know Cap I know Cap. No, I was like <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> what else we got? Monster Hunter World and stuff. What else they got? Street Fighter Six, one of the Street best Fighter games. Six. Yeah. Look, I'm just making a joke. You say they've been cooking. This game was too big to fail, in my opinion. I just feel. <laughs> yeah. I think some people might be disappointed. Maybe, maybe it might still be a little niche, but I think it's been so long since the first one. This game has to send it. Um, my next pick is, I think, a little juicier though. So, Do it. Do it. I I wasn't going to go this way, and this might come back to bite me. But I saw a random tweet, so this is total speculation. I cannot vet whether this person knows what the heck they're talking about or if this is even true but they claimed that this particular game has already gone through mock reviews and has scored in mock reviews at a 90 plus Ooh. yeah now the twist is that these mock reviews were done conducted by microsoft <laughs> supposedly allegedly not allegedly it's not a crime <laughs> supposedly and and if we remember with redfall uh, Phil Spencer talking on kind of funny games that they, the mock reviews for Redfall were 20 points higher or double digits. I think they said 20 <sighs> points higher than what they got. So yeah, this could be 70. Be a little skeptical of, uh, of that. But, and also the game might not, I, if this game doesn't come out in 2024, I don't know what is up. Like stop showing us trailers about this game. If it's not going to come out, I'm just going to, anyway. I know what you're doing now. I know what you're doing. It, okay. It's, it's, it's Hellblade too. Yeah. Yeah. This game <laughs> should come out. And it should hopefully be pretty good. This might this is my swing for the fences, right? This is one that personally I don't think looks all that good. And I played the original uh, Hellblade. I liked it enough, but it's feels very niche for what Microsoft's going for. It's it's very much a story driven game. And I don't know. It feels like they're kind of going for this mix of story driven adventure with like kind of God of War, like their kind of version of a of a God of War. Maybe that's a little too generous. I don't know if they'd market it that way. That's kind of what it feels like at least from a graphical standpoint so we'll see if it can deliver the same thrills but um that's my pick i think it's a good pick to be honest i i, I, I just, so. just to give a quick aside like i have not played El hellblade one but it is very clear microsoft wants this to be their last of us their god of war their yeah like because most of the microsoft games are not at all like what the sony games are so this is their one that's like kind of a direct comparison yeah 
I, I hope that they took their time and that this will come out swinging and really impress people. And I, I, the encouraging bit is that they haven't really shared a lot. Like they haven't promised a lot about this game. So it could just end up, I think the 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 dagger would be if it's like an eight hour game like the first game, you know, Th- this game needs to be like a 15, 20 hour epic, if not, maybe even a little longer. But um, I'm excited to, to to ride the roller coaster and see what happens. Amanda, you're up. I see you, 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 you researching. What are you doing? I am. Yeah. Oh, you could see I was Googling. <laughs> well, at first I could tell, too, I was out of it, too, where I was like, Hellblade? What the heck is Hellblade? And then how do you say that? I was like, so I don't even know what that is. How do you say that first name? Sen Sen was Sen Sen was yeah Sen was yeah yeah. So Senua. never never played those. But now once I, I recognize that I didn't know how to spell it, so or say it. Um, yeah, I was googling because again feeling a little little stuck with this list. Um, I don't know, guys. You know, I'm feeling really torn because we are at. This is my third pick, um, and uh, Skull and Bones is still on the board, guys. Like, what's going on? Mm. Like, <laughs> February 16th would be such a great Valentine's Day date oh game. <laughs> I wonder if any of us will pick it. Um, I think... Um, I think... <laughs> I think I will pick... Uh, am I allowed to phone a friend if the phoning the friend is one of you guys? Would you answer honestly, or would you not? Because it's a competition. That. Yeah. <laughs> well, walk us through it. Talk us through it. There, okay. I'll, 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 there we go. Perfect. Humor. We'll, we'll humor this. Go. Thank go you. For it. Thank you. Um. Yeah. So I, I don't play as many like um kind of Mario games in general, and so I know that there's. I'm looking on here, and there's. Mario versus Donkey Kong and Princess Peach Showtime, which I also expressed doubt earlier that like, I just worry. Mm-hmm. I just feel like female like games often get sort of like the cop out gameplay. And even the like mm-hmm. she's preparing for a theater show. I'm like, come on and let her do some cool shit. Like, but whatever. So like, I, I yeah, I, I like the theater too. I, yeah. And I was a theater kid. Well, it should have been like, it should have been like Luigi. Exactly. Right? Like, they're going to have a theater game. Say that for Luigi. Yeah. Well, Luigi exactly. already has a game. He already has Luigi's game. No, exactly. I know. I'm just saying. Even then he gets to do like a cool thing. He's like, I'm going into a haunted mansion. Because I'm a scaredy cat. Like I don't know. I just mm. I want I want Peach to get to. I, and I hope I that's cool. Up. Yeah. So thank you. That's just me getting on my little little soapbox for a second. Um. Meanwhile, who knows if I would play it? So I'm just like defensive for a game I haven't even shown interest in ever before. So Princess Peach Showtime, in theory, Luigi's Mansion Two, and then the Paper Mario Thousand Year Door remake. Um. I know that the original is a lot of people's, at least on on our site. Um we ask this question whenever new contributors join. Um, and it's sort of a question that, that Sam will often ask, but I just tend to be on the discord faster. So lately I've been the one who's technically asking it, but it, I give Sam credit that it's very much his question of that. He'll ask people what their top five favorite games are. And it'll just be off the cuff, whatever comes up and it doesn't have to be, you know, set in stone, but just, you know, what comes to mind. And a lot of people say the original paper Mario. So I'm looking at these uh, Mario Nintendo games, my gut instinct is to pick one of them for my pick, um, but I don't because I think they've been, you know, having great, great wins this last year. Um, but I really don't know which one would be. I don't know what the hot. So I'll give you one word of advice. Yeah. I would not pick Luigi's Mansion 2. OK, great. Perfect. First of all, I don't know if it qualifies. Do, do we consider that a remake? Oh, is it a sequel? Or it's, a remake? it's a remaster. Oh, it's a remaster. I, oh, then never. I don't think it's count. Game. I think it it's count not that good of a game. Great. Oh, then even oh, oh, oh. It's, it's just it's not it's that a, well of a reviewed game. 
No, the first one got like in the high eighties. Luigi's Mansion uh, Two, Dark Moon. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I thought it was low eighties. Thought it was like eighty three, but I might be I'm off. I'm looking Going to the looking board. Up. Going to the boards. Okay. Yeah, um, <laughs> we're challenging the review. Uh, the yeah, yeah, yeah. Flag. Challenging challenging the flag. The yeah. reviewing the jumbotron right now. Exactly. Slow mo. Yeah, we got people in Secaucus, New Jersey, uh, looking yeah. up the yeah. uh, eighty six. Okay. On three so DS, is a three DS game. Yeah, the three DS game. Eighty six. All right, I stand corrected. Um, but here's the thing. So I, I played this game, the three DS version, last year for the first time. And it's very good, and it is in almost every single regard objectively worse than the Legion's Mansion Three. Oh, mm. um, so just take that. Also, if, if it shouldn't count anyway because it's the same game, just on yeah, so out. great. Yeah, we can just um, cut but that. I'm saying even if it would, would count, I would not. I'm not going to draft it. Personally, uh, between the two, I would absolutely pick Thousand Year Door. Oh, um, if you're yeah. gonna go with one, I mean, th- no one's going to give that game like less than an eight. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and Mario cool. versus Donkey Kong is one of those games that, like, I I would be flabbergasted if that gets like in the, yeah. the mid to high 80s. Like, not because it's bad, just because it's like it is what it is. I played. It's a, it's a good game. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's fine. Um, but yeah. it's like if that's like if if you lose because you didn't draft Mario versus Donkey Kong, <laughs> then this was a, this was a <laughs> then this was really yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Okay. Thank you so much. Really appreciate the honest answers. Big gratitude. So yeah, I'll say Paper Mario, Thousand Year Door. And it was also the cutest Mario out of all the ones I Googled. So, you know, I want to take cute Mario. It's very um, cute. Yeah, it looks so cute. And I, I like the art vibe. Love that. So I can pick that confidently. Yay. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very excited for that game. I think it's going to be really good. Um, Anyway, so my first pick is Mario versus Donkey Kong. No, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you fool! <laughs> um, I'm going to go off. I don't want to say off the board, but... Skull and Bones. <laughs> Just... Give me Microsoft Flight Simulator 24. <gasps> it's going to be my next wow! pick. Wow! Gotcha. I should have probably taken that earlier. I am not going to play this game. No. It's not for me. But people who like these games are are god. It'll get some tens. It'll get some more tens. It'll get a bunch of tens. It'll be one. It'll be like how like that and Crusader Kings three came out around the same time. Like no one I know plays them, but like if you played them, you played them for like five hundred hours each. Yeah, I got a friend Uh, who loves Crusader Kings two, and then when three came out, I'm like, yo, you you check that game. (laughs) Uh, I am going with Princess Peach Showtime. Wow. I, so this is not the first P- Princess Peach game. The first one was on the DS, Super oh. Princess Peach, where she is guided by her emotions that give her different abilities. Mm. So if you're concerned about Nintendo <laughs> not knowing what to do with a female character, <laughs> that was the first time, and yeah. that was not a success. Yeah. <laughs> so hopefully they have learned some lessons. Um, I think it looks interesting. It looks different. I, I appreciate, I understand the concerns, Amanda, that you might have about this game, and they're very valid. I think, I appreciate that when Nintendo gives a spinoff character their own story, they just go in a totally different direction. Mm-hmm. It's not just Mario, but you're Peach now. It's uh, same with Luigi's Mansion. You see it with Captain Toad. 
these games, I don't know if they always review the best, but I think they commit game, to the bit. Yeah. They commit to the bit is a great way of putting it. I think it's going to, this, this feels like a safer pick to me, not like a 90 plus, mm-hmm. but like a mid to high, mid 80s, like 84, 85. Mm-hmm. And you need some of those. So that's my, that's, that's my offensive tackle I'm drafting. Something that's a good steady Eddie, you know? Nice. Love it. Yeah, I think that's a great choice. Um, I think mm, I I feel like I've (laughs) my Google searches are just starting to return the sort of like panic desperation that they did towards the end of the year I'm just googling Hollow Knight Silksong release date Hollow Knight Silksong release date update you know um I don't know if I bother picking it again but I've sort of I, I hear you on the safe pick um and I think I would like to feel good about some of these. Now I'm just starting to skew towards games I just hope come out versus that I actually think could review well. Um, I guess I'll say... Oh, I, uh, shit. <laughs> uh, we'll have to cut some of this part out of just me making I think we should keep it in. no <laughs> I think it's what the year is like yeah yeah the year is just so weird like I tried to make a prep list for myself beforehand and a lot of the games that we have listed um that Sam gathered for us don't even have release dates yet so it's hard to tell you know what what could come out I'll say Hollow Nights look song um We'll see. I don't know. I don't know why, but I'm doing it. I mean, I don't think it's the worst. You're basically betting that. (laughs) I think I would would go with the expectation that it's not coming out. I would go with the expectation that it's a zero, but agreed. To assuage any fears, I'm sure we will do a waiver wires pickup, right? I'll I'll eliminate the uncertainty. We we might have to do like a couple if some of these games keep getting delayed. But yeah, we'll do a waiver wires. Uh, We'll at least do a a mid year, right? Because I was going to say during e3 time air quotes rip rest in peace mm-hmm. but during summer games fest right yeah there will be a lot of game announcements that way you've at least covered right amanda like if early in the year you're kind of betting early in the year is hollow knight silk song going to get a new trailer or a release yeah. update and if so congrats you drafted it now you you have a little more now i have it yeah then if for the not, waiver, maybe you drop it, right? Yeah, if we haven't totally. heard anything, I think you maybe drop it. Yeah, exactly. I'm not holding on for the second half yeah. of the year again. But watch me drop it for a waiver wire and then have it come out in December. Yeah. God, well, I will say I'm I'm kind of doing a little bit of a mix of this myself where I, uh, for my next two picks, I'm going to take one that is def- a definite deliver, right? They're going to come out. The game's going to come out in the first half of this year. I think the quality will be good. I'm a little surprised no one has picked it yet, but uh, maybe this would have been your next pick uh, or one of your next picks, Sam. I'm going to go with Rise of the Ronin from Team Ninja, right? This is the Team Ninja I'm going to be straight with you. I was not going to pick this game. Really? So this is... I I I barely know anything about it. (laughs) Okay, K swears by these games, but obviously K is not the arbiter of what is, you know, well-reviewed or not well-reviewed because he doesn't review a lot of the games on on this site. Uh, If we did contribute to Metacritic, but that's a little... Sorry, Kay. No, didn't mean to. Drive <laughs> by, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I do. I think actually that speaks to Sam and I's knowledge. Like there are a lot of franchises on here that I have zero knowledge of. Whereas compared to last year, it was yeah. like, oh, I know things about Tears of the Kingdom. Like I know Legend of Zelda. Right. Like the amount of games on here, I'm like, yeah, I think people really like, you know, the Yakuza series. Like I think they do. Right. You know. <laughs> 
Well, I was going to say, uh, Team Ninja, I don't know if they have an A team and a B team. I just know that when they released Neo 2, Neo 2 was very well received. Um, oh, they did. Oh, these were the like, Neo people. Oh, Ninja, Ninja oh, oh, shit. Then, yeah, that's my, yeah, yeah that, that's so, a great pick then, David. I, I think yeah. this is, now, I think there is a risk of maybe a little bit of a Soulsborne fatigue. We had Elden Ring. Mm. We had Lies of P. Um, I'm sure there are some, like, things in the margin. Remnant 2, if you want to count that. Like, there are a lot of these Soulsborne games now. Now, I, you can make the argument that that the uh, Neo devs are kind of, if it's from software, they might be number two. So I'll take a bet on them. And then my second pick, this one's a little less, a little more murky, but I I feel like I want, I want to swing again. There's another game I could pick that, again, I'm sure would release, but honestly, I just don't know if it's going to be any good. I'm going to go with Avowed. I'm gonna go with a vow. <laughs> Sam's like, uh oh, were you gonna pick it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so I don't know. I, I think it's pretty self-explanatory. It's Obsidian. It's Microsoft. Microsoft needs to release more than just Hellblade next this year. They got and, uh, Flight Simulator, bro. Come on. Sorry. Yes, and it is officially from Microsoft themselves in terms of what's coming to Game Pass. It is ten- tentatively penciled in for 2024. So I think if a vow looks good. I'm I'm sitting pretty, and if it looks maybe not so good, then I'll I'll drop it when we get there. But for now, I, I want to hold it. Honestly, if it's Outer Worlds with swords, that's a success in my yeah. opinion. Not to mention, people will be kind of champing at the bit for something without Elder Scrolls Six. Like I think with yeah, Starfield, definitely. nothing against Starfield. I'm just, I'm just saying, I'm sure some people who maybe felt burned from Starfield and are yeah. looking forward to Elder Scrolls Six avowed might be that that breath of fresh air that they're looking for. But um, Amanda. Back to you. Back to me. Um, How much Googling have you done in the last five minutes? (laughs) Can you like see the reflection of my glasses too? I'm like freaking out. Well, I realized I just like really did not prep, man. Like if I had like, I, like I I know people who love the Neo games and I wasn't tracking at all that Rise of the Ronin was the same studio. I'm like, oh yeah, that's a great idea. Mm, Oh well, you know, so that's all right. No, but you know, that's cool. Um, And in case anyone who's listening is wondering why none of us have picked the kind of Elden Ring DLC slash expansion, we have debated internally whether or not major DLC count. And we have decided we're going to wait until more news gets released. And then it will probably come up during the waiver wire. But we're right now we're hesitating on like, is it enough of a standalone experience to count as its own game? So in case anybody's listening, being like, why, why hasn't this happened? That is why. Um, okay. I think I will pick... I'm picking games that are probably not going to come out. No, no, I just don't even care. I will pick Star Wars Outlaws. Um, There's been some back and forth, if anyone's been following the news, about whether or not the game would come out in 2024 or not. Um, There was a Disney World, like, Prom, like promotional page that said it would be released in late 2024 because it was like ride this ride that's like the game like blah 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 um, and then Ubisoft quickly corrected to just general 2024 so it could be a sign that it's definitely not coming out until 2025 but I like to think that that insistence on making it come out could mean that it would really would so I think this is again, I think it's the latter yeah thanks I think yeah. <laughs> they weren't ready to release the to share the release window yeah. right what do you think Sam I I don't Ubisoft always delays games. Yeah. Like the fact that Prince of Persia is coming out when they said it would is fairly impressive to me. 
because the other Prince of Persia game, yeah. the remake of Sands of Time, was released has been delayed indefinitely multiple times. I think so that's like, just they needed to save some face there. I think people weren't weren't well, having like, it. Skull and Bones, which I am not picking to be clear, um, <laughs> has been delayed like six times. Like they just, it just keeps happening. And yeah. so, like when it comes to like, a big tentpole release for them, I am uh, very skeptical. That yeah. said, if it comes out this year, it looks really good. It looks. Yeah, like I don't think it's a bad pick at all, to be no, honest. No, no. And you have a little information. Like it, they could have just slept on the date. Like it might actually be coming late this year. Yeah, and honestly, this is the time to like take the swings. You know. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, uh, I think I'm looking at how the teams are shaking out and now I'm just kind of picking with what my heart says, <laughs> like yeah. whether, or not, whether or not I think that I'll actually be strategic this year. I'm kind of just like, just vibing. No thoughts, just vibes. All right. I got my next two, my last two picks. I'm excited both... for this. Okay. Yeah. So they're going to be interesting. I'm going to go, I'm going weird. Okay. I'm going to pick a delightful indie that better come out this year. <laughs> The Plucky Squire. Ooh, okay. I've heard so much like indie chatter about this game, so it's that is a. I'm in on that. Choice for you, yeah. I it's one of those things like even the best indies every year, most of them don't yeah. score in the '90s. But like, I'm this one looks really. There's a lot of hype looks for very it. delightful. Yeah, like most indies, it's like if you love that kind of game, you'll love it. But not right. everyone does. Yeah. Um, my final pick. I'm doing. I'm swinging for the fences here. Metroid Prime 4. Let's do it. <laughs> wow, I love All right, it. so it's your Star Wars Outlaws, I see. Yeah. No, 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 because no. we, we know what Star Wars Outlaws. <laughs> At least Star Wars, yeah, yeah. We do true. not know anything about Metroid Prime 4, <laughs> except that it is it exists as of mid-2019. Yeah. Uh, when Nintendo said they were starting from scratch. Uh, yeah, so like that's... Look, the Metroid Prime games, love them or hate them, they all review extremely well. And if there is... A new Switch, if there's the three Switch S, the Super Nintendo Switch, the Switch 64, uh, Switch Cube. <laughs> Switch Cube. Some people, there's a lot of speculation that Prime 4 could be the thing. Uh, I think last year when they released Metroid Prime Remastered, it was kind of getting people excited about this kind yeah. of game again. So I here's another prediction I'm making. I think at the next Nintendo Direct in February, we'll see more of this game. Nice. And I think I think they'll announce it. Mm. I'm just gonna do it. I'm making, you know, because this thing I, I already won last year, so it's not like yeah, the pressure's <laughs> off for you. Yeah, I right. yeah. If I lose, I think it's okay. I won last year. You can lose, so, yeah. yeah, yeah. So again, then we also have the waiver wire uh, yeah. pickup yep. later this year. Um, I didn't want to pick too many games that were coming out in the next three months because that's not fun. So Metroid Prime <laughs> Four, let's do it. Oh like my it. gosh, that's great! I love and Plucky that. Squire. I'm very excited about Plucky yeah, Squire. Plucky yeah. Squire. Yeah. Um, just to recap for for folks, these are the big games that we've got that have concerned specific confirmed specific release dates that none of us have picked as of yet. I've got one pick left, and then David has one. We've still got. Tekken 8, Suicide Squad, Kill the Justice League. I'm sorry I said it while laughing. Um, Helldivers 2, um, Mario vs. Donkey Kong, Skull and Bones, Brothers Attack. Oh, that's a remake. Um, Homeworld 3, I don't even know what that is. Alone in the Dark, um, South Park Snow Day, and Iodin Chronicle 100 Heroes. and Black so, so that's like a Kickstarter... Cool. game from the nice. creator of Suicoden. Yeah. Oh, nice. That could be yeah. good. Yeah. And I will say you you I mean the remake, what'd you say the re, um Oh, it's Brothers, it's Brothers of, a Tale of Two Sons remake. If that's a remake, I would I'd consider that, but I Oh, yeah, true. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, so those are the big ones or the ones that we at least have confirmed specific release dates. Thanks again, Sam, for pulling those together. Um, so I'm going to skip all of those, though. I'm not going to pick any of those. I'm going to go nice. for another game with no release date. I'm going to go with Frostpunk 2. Um, Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh. So, yeah, I know. I know. Weird, weird little team I've got. I, didn't, I just yeah. didn't think that was like on anyone's radar to be honest i just put it up there because i know like like some hardcore like four i know exactly and and shout out to my friend allison who loves like city builder city management just like kind of universe like detail games like this of just kind of building up defensive survival you know decisions um and i know frostpunk is sort of famous for being great for that genre so i thought "Eh, you know why not you know Yay. Yay. <laughs> like, whatever, you know, I'm not I love it. I'm just just rolling with it. I don't even know anymore. This is, yeah. I don't think yeah. I don't think a single game I picked has a confirmed release date for this year. Um uh, Persona, Persona 3. Oh, thank yeah. goodness. Thank, yeah. <laughs> thank goodness yeah. I at least picked one. And Paper game. Mario. Paper Mario. <gasps> no, no, not, yeah, not confirmed. Well, not a confirmed sorry. Yeah, yeah, not confirmed. I mean that yeah. game will come out though. It will, yeah, like, N- yeah, Nintendo yeah, you know fulfills its promises uh, yeah. one way or another. Set Metroid Prime Four. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so David, last pick yeah. of the the game for now. So, what, a wanna, weird, what a weird. What yeah, a weird. Yeah, a weird one. Um, I'll just talk this one out. Like I don't think there's any like surprise. I'm I'm actually still trying to think through it. So I have a short list of six right now. Uh, six is such a long short list but i think that speaks to where we're at we're like i don't know i guess i can narrow it down to five really so i have i have hell divers 2 is on my mind just because it's a sony right it's an it's a first party sony game right Mm -hmm. um and sony needs to i mean sony has not had a bad track record with a first party game since until like um not until dawn until dawn was good until uh why am i blanking zombie the, or, the, the uh zombie. no i like the order I, I will stand on that hill I i've like never played order. it i just know uh, uh, yeah uh, review poorly but i like d- the order days gone days, days gone, gone. yeah right. and they yeah. weren't zombies they were freakers yeah sorry <laughs> whoop, whoop, freakers. yeah show some respect yeah. yeah um so that's on my mind but i don't i don't know enough about it i probably should have done my research there's ultros which is like a lot of uh outlets covered this as like a fun looking like really stylistically striking metroidvania i took a look at it i, I don't know if there's enough info to to really make a decision there again there's i i chronicle uh i just don't feel like kickstarters have that great of a track record outside of like a game like hades so i'm gonna see probably- stars see stars sorry you're absolutely right so i'm kind of now between three games so one is a game that a sequel to a game that I haven't really played enough of to form an opinion, but I know it was well received, and that's Citizen Sleeper Two. Yeah, I loved. I, think, I loved. Citizen so Sleeper. not confirmed for a specific date, but um, certainly could come out. The next one is like definitely my kind of like Persona Three Reload Light, and that would be Metaphor Refantasio because we know that has a twenty twenty four release gear. I just every time I see that game, I feel like it looks incredibly busy from a UI standpoint. It feels like the team at Atlas took <laughs> Persona 5 and is like, let's that was perfection. Let's just now make it too much. So I keep getting dizzy when I look at that game. So I'm like, I, I'm excited to see how it reviews, but I, I think it could be a train wreck. So I think I'm honing in on my actual pick here. And I'm just gonna go with I'm gonna go with it. I'm gonna go with Black Myth Wukon. Game has looked stellar. Game, game is, it looks good. I, I just, I, 
no one, none of us had talked about it before. So yeah, I, the, like, oh, I made a face because I literally don't know what it is. It's another Souls like. It's made it's by like Chinese. It's like, it's like Chinese mythology. Chinese right? studio. Mm-hmm. Now I will be, be remiss if I didn't say there were some recent um, misogyny, misogynistic studio. Like I don't harassment. Give it, like, yeah, harassment. I don't want to give it like much of a platform um, beyond this, but I I would be lying if I say I'm not at least interested to see what the final product looks like, even if it's terrible. Um, so that is going to be my my late game flyer just for lack of maybe maybe I'll regret this and be like, oh, Hell Divers 2 actually came out and was a banger. But that's nothing much beyond that. Just looked pretty and I hope it's fun. I guess that's it. That's everybody, right? Da, 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 da. Yeah. Until, yeah. until the summer with the inevitable waiver wire. I mean, last year we had to do it because Nintendo announced two Mario games just like at the drop of a hat. So And also like I think all of us had games that were delayed. Yeah, big time. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. The waiver um, wire was really fun. So I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm I, sure I, we'll I, have yeah. something to talk about. Yeah. Um but awesome. I won't uh I won't uh, uh you ever get this in this moment where you don't want to say like a metaphor or a phrase because it's just outdated. I'm like, I don't want to beat a dead horse, but I don't know any alternative to it. <laughs> I don't want to. It, it Sometimes things are cliches for a reason. Yeah. As I'll put it that way. Mm. I don't want to slap the Franzia bag more, but. um. <laughs> <laughs> also, I don't know. I think that works though. Cause you got to, that's the whole point. Yeah. Um, yeah. But um, how are we feeling? Just a look a little quick. Yeah. Yay. Nay. How are we feeling about our teams? I feel like I blacked out for the last 30 <laughs> minutes. Like I, I'm looking at those list and mm-hmm. being like, oh, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, sure, sure, whatever. You know, like, just I don't care. Like, sounds, I think I'll be delighted. I think this last last year I felt really competitive, especially because I knew I had drafted competitively with Tears of the Kingdom first. And then once Baldur's Gate 3 stuff started coming out, I was like, oh, man, I have a real chance at this. Whereas now I'm just, I don't I don't really know. I think I really enjoyed that all three of us really struggled to pick stuff. I think that's sort of like a fun experiment. Um, and it feels... I don't know. It'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see what games come out this year and which ones will be good. I mean, I, that's, I know it's a really basic thing to say, but I, I think we're all kind of just like delightfully curious Tekken 8 might haunt me <laughs> that game is especially like the... after your street fighter 6 victory last no but year. after i saw mortal kombat 1 when i oh, when yeah. i drafted that last year i'm like give me the hell away from Tekken 8 yeah. i don't want to <laughs> see it uh, it's, it's if people are liking it people, I don't, like, who cares it doesn't matter like it's it's it, uh, yeah that, that's how i feel about this whole thing it's like I'm drafting games that I don't even want to play or like last year, basically all the games I draft, all but most of them were games I actually like, was interested in this year. It's like, well, other people like, like hmm. dragon. So yeah. yeah, I intend to play maybe two, three of the games on my list. It's like Prince of Persia, princess peach, plucky squire, maybe rebirth. Rebirth vowed. I would play about, I can't remember. Avowed is is um basically like mini Skyrim. It's by the Outer Worlds studio. Oh shit, man! See again, I did not do any research. I I loved. Uh, <laughs> I thought Outer Worlds was great. Okay, yay! Avowed. Oh, it's Obsidian. Okay, well then there you go. So cool. <laughs> hope hope Avowed's great. <laughs> like, hope I literally. Out. 
<laughs> hope it comes out. out hope it's hope it comes out comma hope it's great um mm. so yeah, look at all these games I'm I'm learning about. I was gonna uh, say I think that motto applies to all of our teams and games. Literally, literally. yeah, it's just like gonna see what happens. Hope, hope they're good. Yep. Yeah. And let's ride the ride the wave and see where it takes us. But um, awesome. We'll take a quick break and uh, we'll be back with Sam's Hall of Famer. Stay tuned. And we're back to close out this month's episode. We're going to hand it over to Sam, who's going to give us a nomination for a new Hall of Famer. Sam, over to you. All right. So in the past, we've inducted games. We've inducted a couple of consoles. I'm here today to induct an entire franchise. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> David just made a I'm already little... skeptical, but okay. Okay, yeah. Well, are you going to deny the Legend of Zelda franchise induction into the Punished Hall of Fame? There are some. That does that include is? Spirit Tracks? Does it include Spirit it Tracks? In... Every damn game with the Legend of Zelda in the title. This feels like a, like a, like a again metaphor. So we can say a cop out. <laughs> well, here's why it's not a cop out, or maybe it is a cop out, but here's why. And this was part of what I was Maybe. mentioning before as my potential hot take for the episode. So obviously everyone, not everyone, but most people at Punish Backlog, most people everywhere in gaming can name at least one Zelda game that they consider an all-time great. For me, it's basically all of them. Not, not every single one, but David, you've mentioned how much you love Twilight Princess and Tears yes. of the Kingdom was very high on your end of the year list. Yes. You know, we all, uh, the website, people all love Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask, Wind oh, Waker, yeah. Link's Awakening, the Oracle That was one of the games. first games I ever played, yeah. There you go. Uh, I started a new game of the Minish Cap recently. That's one of my favorites uh, of all time. And here's why I think the whole series should be inducted. It's not just because okay. there's so many games that we love and that this is a series that, at least on four different occasions, broke games and basically reinvented the wheel whether it was the original in the nes or ocarina of time basically inventing good 3d gaming or uh wind waker having fully travelable ocean or breath of the wild and tears of the kingdom doing what they're doing even the worst games in this series except maybe zelda 2 adventure of link i think that's just bad um are still impressive and creative and whose flaws are not due to being rushed or underdeveloped, just bad creative decisions. You mentioned Spirit Tracks. That is my least favorite Zelda game. However, mm-hmm. most other franchises, if I told you what they're, what was, what's the worst Assassin's Creed game? What's the right. worst Final Fantasy? Those right. are all way worse than whatever dreadful. Spirit Tracks is They're doing. dreadful games. I would never go so far as to call Spirit Tracks dreadful. No, it's just, it's just worse than the other. Game. Well, even like, uh, like I'm, I'm obviously a big defender of like Skyward Sword, but even that right. is like the tenth best Zelda game. Or like, the, or like the Sword could be the peak of a lot of video game franchises. Franchises, period. Right? <clears throat> yeah, Skyward like Skyward Sword could be the quality of plenty of games would kill to have a Skyward Sword. Yeah, could you imagine if like any of the this may be unfair, but like maybe like the any of the infamous games having the kind of following that a Skyward Sword does. Any of the Sonic games. Sonic would kill to have a Skyward Sword in its... in its. Oh, Sam doesn't like that. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm just thinking... Hold on. I'm thinking about it because I think even even the best Sonic games are basically Skyward Sword. Are, like, have a lot of heart and a lot of beauty to yeah. them. 
but just like objectively have these major flaws. Has any Sonic game got like legitimate tens? Like 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 a consensus no. kind of ten, no, and even no. if Skyward Sword people walked it back, kind of not even the originals. Yeah, yeah. Okay, you know you're, you're so, right there. Uh, I hear you. Sonic Team. Okay, so now now my hot take is you're starting to understand where I'm coming from, David. Of like, that's why I would. You know, if you want to reject inducting the whole franchise, it is what it is. We can induct mm-hmm. these games all individually. Well, that's my that's my question, right? So. <clears throat> It's interesting. I have some logistical questions, right? So, once we in, if we induct Zelda as a franchise into the Hall of Fame, what, what are the parameters? Does that mean that we induct every single Zelda game into the Hall of Fame, or just it's a special case where the franchise, the name, the Legend of Zelda, is in is in the Hall of Fame, but maybe not individual games? We're not giving that distinction. That's part of mine. Does it mean that any future Zelda game is now considered Hall of Fame by default, and or can we remove games? from th- this distinction as as we want like can we induct the franchise less Zelda 2 and Spirit Tracks and maybe even Phantom Hourglass or is that oh, two in the weeds I, I defend that game too okay all right <laughs> but, <laughs> but are, are we is this just a blanket so, so, we're just every game okay so these are, these are some good questions um, I think I'm kind of leaning towards B because I because like let's say we list all of the things that are inducted into the Hall of Fame. Right. I'm not saying we list Legend of Zelda, Link to the Past, Link's Awakening, Ocarina of Time. Just gotcha. Zelda as a franchise, and I think that does okay. cover the bad ones and it covers the future releases. Okay. But that does. But like, if someone wants to do another special, like here's why specifically, right? Majora's Mask or Twilight Princess or whatever, or Tears of the Kingdom. I don't know. I well, it makes sense. I mean, if we think about Hall of Fame. It's a, it's a, originally a sports distinction, correct? Yeah, and the, and the, and the, the 1992 Dream Team is in the right. Hall of Fame. Well, right, and if you inducted uh, Michael Jordan into the Hall of Fame and then he played for another 10 years in the NBA and didn't win, win a single title, or you were thinking of inducting him, I don't think that would disqualify him from not being worthy of being in the Hall of Fame, right? Like, we, we yeah, always say yeah. this about LeBron. Like, him going to the finals and not getting a ring shouldn't be held against him, so a lot of people would argue. He already has the rings, right? So I would exactly. say the same with Zelda. Zelda already has the bangers. Zelda could not put out another great... Final Fantasy, as much as I get frustrated with the recent games, like Final Fantasy probably didn't need to put out another good game since like Final Fantasy X. And I would say that's still, still a Hall of Fame, fame yeah, franchise. Yeah. Absolutely. So yeah. I see where you're coming from. Yeah we're, seeing, I, we're see, yeah, we're seeing that now with like The Simpsons. The Simpsons is still one of the greatest shows ever. Yeah. First 10 seasons and it's on for another 25 years. Yeah. But sorry, I cut you off, Amanda. What were you going to say? No, no, that's cool. Uh, well, it's actually that even further doubles down the point that I was about to make, which is the cultural impact of Legend of Zelda and Final Fantasy and Simpsons, I would say, too, of not just people within those industries or fields or hobbies that like those um those franchises and love them and have things that they appreciate and admire about them, but also how they are recognized even by outsiders um, where people could see the like link character and like know at least like who he is or from Zelda or like knowing the name Zelda or having just that knowledge. And similarly um, final fantasy. Like I think that is a franchise that people are very aware of. Uh, Simpsons. I, I don't think I've ever seen an episode of The Simpsons in my life, but I could tell you things about those characters just through sheer osmosis. Um, so I think Legend of Zelda gets a lot of credit um, for 
being recognizable and, and beloved. Um, and then also for continuing to innovate. Like, I think those are points you guys are making as well is that these games didn't have to continue innovating and making new things, but they, they have, mm. um, which is credit to them. And I can, I can see why you would want to induct them. Um, that's well, interesting. It's an interesting choice to want to do a whole franchise. I think if you had come with like a different franchise, it would have been a different story, right? Like I think if you'd come if with I Sonic, Donkey, I would have been... if I came with Donkey Kong Country, I understand if you're <laughs> yeah, shutting that down. I mean, I just wouldn't have haven't played enough Donkey Kong to 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 know whether or not to veto. What's the if you come with Banjo Kazooie, I would have been like, because you got one, you got Banjo and Tui, and then you have Nuts and Bolts, and it'd have to be like, well, I don't know. Yeah, I, I guess I put it this way. Let me, let me rephrase it. If there was a friend, one franchise to be inducted, yeah, to me it would kind of have to. No be No question. No, no question for me. It was. It would be Zelda, Mario, or maybe even Final Fantasy, but nothing else. Nothing else has really gone that far. To me, it's those three. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't. I mean, you could also say I could say if we wanted to say if we wanted to include it in the bucket, I would almost say Dark Souls. I think I think FromSoft yeah, with, with yeah. their games have made the case. Yeah. All right. So, what do you think, Amanda? Yeah, I know. I I mean, I think Legend of Zelda is iconic, um, and I think it's I think it's impressive that they continue to innovate and find interesting things to do, um, and just such a deep catalog, and and even games that people recognize as being less magical, they're still still great games and still a lot of hard work in them. Um, I also think that there's something really special about it being a franchise that has been around for just so many eras of different consoles. Like I was thinking about like when you said, what other franchise? My first thought was Mass Effect. Cause like, I love Mass yeah. Effect more than anything. Um, but I was like, Oh, like I can't rightly consider that because of Mass Effect Andromeda. And then not even then I'm like, yeah, it was a 360 era on game and i think that with Link's awakening i mean that was a game i remember playing on a game boy um that it had been my grandfather's and he was always kind of into like little tchotchkes and just kind of experimenting with relatively new tech and he was like i don't know why, why don't you try this maybe you'll like it and i remember thinking it was amazing i mean it like blew my mind um and so i the fact that that it's games that people, if you have remotely played a game in the last 30 years, like there's a chance that you've played a Legend of Zelda game or at least know of it. And that's significant. And I would guess the only other one would be like Mario, but I think that um, Legend of Zelda, the depth of the storytelling, I think is really special and kind of the innovation that's done in those games is, I would certainly, if I had to vote between the two, I would say Legend of Zelda mm. over Mario. Sam, I, I have a question too. You probably, I don't know if you know off the top of your head, but have we nominated a Zelda game before now? We have not. And okay. I have, as I'm sure both of you do, uh, many Google Docs of articles you started writing and then didn't finish. <laughs> and I've never finished. And maybe you went back to them and added a paragraph. But then I, for the last five years, have had a document that was going to be my punished hall of fame induction for ocarina of time which is my favorite Ooh. game ever made yeah um or like the most important game to me right my the, for me a game that was like foundational for my understanding of art <laughs> really right or i think about it um but i kept thinking like 
my article is going to be too short. Now I got to keep beefing it up. Now it's too long. It's too personal. It's not talking about the game enough, like, or it's too vague. It's talking too much about the cultural impact. And mm. so anyway, I just decided that's kind of where I landed here. Is like, mm. well, if I do an Ocarina of Time one, does that mean I'm also going to do a, a Link to the Past? Am I going to diminish cap? Am I going to do Wind sure. Waker? Like, I don't want to do one of these for all of them. I could, <laughs> yeah. I just like, I'm just going to go on the podcast and be like, hey, guys. <laughs> well, I could. I told you. I, I, one of the hardest things for me about not listing my top five or top ten games ever, but my top, like, 30, yeah. is trying to create a list that doesn't have, like, seven Zelda games in it. Yeah. Totally, it's the same, totally. And that's the same for me. Oh, sorry, yeah. Amanda. No, no, no. Yeah. It's that. For me, it's that and Final Fantasy, right? My top ten list, as in... Uh, egregious number of Zelda. not because they're bad, right? Not that it's a bad thing that I have them. It's just bad for any other company or developer because it so, makes it hard to hit. Get I into feel the top so down. basic. I feel so fucking basic. Of like my favorite they're, games are Super Mario World and A Link to the Past <laughs> and, Mar- and Super Smash Brothers. Good Melee. games. It's like less. I, it feels less subjective than say a book at times because it's just they're just so mechanically sound and it's so hard to ship a game. That when everything comes together like a Chrono Trigger, everyone yeah. is able to recognize it, you know? But like, I would say Chrono Trigger might be a top 10 game of all time for me. Oh, but, yeah. if you, but, but if you asked me, pick Chrono Trigger or like Twilight Princess, which might be like my seventh favorite Zelda game. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough. It's, that's yeah, tough. That's I weird. agree with you. It's weird. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why I, for me, it's like the whole franchise deserves yeah. to be here. Even the weirdos, even Zelda 2, which is like sure. not good, but kind of creative and, and tries a weird system of 2d and 3d or, or top down and, and side scrolling gameplay right yeah it's I, it's interesting though because I'm, i think it's convenient that we haven't nominated one yet because i would say and obviously this is something that as stephen a smith says the list is fluid the list is fluid right um i think when we nominate if, if we give that that's the highest distinction right to give a console like you did with the 360 or to give a, a, a franchise, the hall of fame tag. I, I don't think it necessarily applies to the, we're not saying that every 360 game is deserving of hall of fame distinction, but we are saying the con- the hardware was, but in this case with Zelda, we are saying the franchise has more hits than not and deserves that distinction. Not even more. It's not even batting above 500. It's batting above like 800 something, you know? Um, I, I would be shocked if we ever decided to take Zelda off the list. I think you'd have to do a lot of damage to your brand <laughs> to, to like, really mess up there. You know? Link would have to become sentient and then like murder. No, like, a whole Link would have to become a racist to, <laughs> yeah. to, get, take it, to get taken off my list. You know what I mean? Well, in order to be racist, does he have to then talk? Or is he just like on movie? Or is he like, well, racism can be enacted like... without voice, Sam. So I guess. <laughs> is it Eli Ro- Who's doing the Zelda movie? No, uh, um, not Eli Roth. Um, oh God, what's the name? He's the guy who's doing the new Planet of the Apes. Right. I forget. Uh, oh, uh, something Ball. Ball's his last name. Uh, that doesn't give me enough. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, well, it doesn't matter. That movie's, that movie's, that movie's well, you know, second, what, but. what I'll say to in defense of this entry is that so I think earlier this year I replayed all the Dishonored games and I wrote like a very emphatic uh, essay kind of recapping all the ways that it was great, the music, the gameplay, the level design, the characters, just the movement, the combat, everything felt really fluid and awesome. And when we had sort of this influx of new writers over the summer, we were trying to explain the Hall of Fame concept to them as a way to get them to, you know, as as a great entry point for writing of just 
writing about what you love and why you love what you love and um, kind of giving it this place of honor on, on our site. And as I was explaining the concept of Hall of Fame, I remember that Sam and I were online that day and I put out the Dishonored essay I did. And I was like, I guess I could retcon this and say it's a punched Hall of Fame. And Sam said, sure, why not? You know, so technically Dishonored, the Dishonored franchise has been retconned in for a couple months now. And I would say certainly as much as I love the Dishonored games, Legend of Zelda is an easy, I can mm. easily put that into the Hall of Fame um, and is the the true first inaugural franchise i i can't i can't deny that in not in good conscience i love it i mean i i'm, I'm interested to see how the segment evolves for future episodes because I, I could just see us getting to a point where we've gotten the real big hitters out of the way right we've been maybe um uh nominated a couple of the aforementioned franchises that we said were deserving of this and some of our favorite games. And then where do you go from there? Right. I think that's an exciting question, but for me, no question, Sam, like Zelda is deserving. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll say it's the only one, the only franchise right now that I'm even considering an induction for, for the hall of fame right now. I I could change my mind. Look, I love all the Mario games. Not all. I, like, not, I could list a bunch of franchises that I think yeah, I could hear you. If Seven Rebirth is good, I might be. I might become one of the wreck. Yeah. Look. Yeah. I, I I'll make the case that there are zero bad Donkey Kong Country games, but also there are only five Donkey Kong Country games. I thought there so, were three. So you've already. Oh, uh, does Tropical Freeze count as one? Yeah. And what's the other one? Donkey Kong Country Returns on the Wii. Oh. <laughs> Interesting. The Come way on, listen, you said that so confidently, like, uh, yeah, there's so many Donkey Kong Country games. Yeah, my bad. Right, they're good. They're good games, man. I'll play Tropical Freeze one of these days. Sure. Well, well great, sure Sam, and uh, very honored by, very honored to be a witness to this great moment and mm. yeah. great totally. Awesome. All we need to be say about that, right? Yeah. So. On that note, we'll head into our outro for uh, this month's episode. Thank you all for listening. Uh, a little bit of a cool down question for the group here. What do you plan as we kick off 2024? Because again, we're coming out of 2023. A lot of games in the backlog. 2024, a little more sparse until the, the hit, games start hitting in about a week or two. But what do you plan right now? I know I, I know, I already said it, but I started a new Minish Cap save. So really uh, for like the seventh Ooh. time things are going great in my life that's that's how i feel when i'm nice. starting a oh, i know whenever <laughs> things are I'm going sure. wrong i like pull out my mass effect like yeah. old oh, yeah. games i mean i have legendary edition now but it's just like uh-oh looks like i'm in crisis <laughs> like um i'm playing Baldur's gate 3 i'm still only like 12 to 14 hours into my playthrough i haven't even left that like first hinterlands kind of area um emerald grove or whatever so it's slow going but i i'm i'm enjoying it i mean i just i feel like i have to really pay attention i can't sleepily play it um because then i'll accidentally cause like um you'll kill everyone in your party (laughs) which i have done yeah (laughs) yeah and i'm uh wrapping up a playthrough of elden ring it's ironic because i gave it I do this sometimes. I give a game my game of the year. That was my distinction in 2022. Hadn't actually finished it, but I don't care. The game is so good. And so it's there's so much content. I'm 11, 111 hours in. And it's like, I am I think I'm just at the end. And it's just like, you could have given me half this game and it would have still been, in my mind, 
just game of the year then. But I'm just always continue to be surprised by that game. Once I wrap that, I'm going to be wrapping up Persona 3 Royal, which I've had on the back burner as well, because I got to get that finished before Persona 3 Reload. And I have I'm 100 hours into that one. And there's guess us another 30 hours to go of that one. Oh so uh, prayers, prayers in the chat. please. <laughs> yeah, um, a question for you. How do you like I mean, when was the last time you played Elden Ring before, you know, two days ago? Um, a, a better part of a year, I'd say at least six months, if not yeah, slightly so longer. How, how are you finding jumping back in when, when it's a game where you've got this second like, nature, second nature? Really? Wow. Yeah. I thought it, I thought it would take a little longer too because I was fumbling with the controls for about five minutes, and I honestly I would have thought that I would have gotten my ass kicked a lot longer, you know, a little more of a learning curve. But that's a game where the muscle memory just takes over after no, a certain great, point yeah. of dodging into enemies and stuff. It's that's that's why I think when I know as much as I love Tears of the Kingdom, would never say anything uh, bad too too critical about the game but i come back into elden ring and i'm like it's hard for me to not say that this is the superior game just because it's if i got the gameplay of elden ring like the 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 dungeon design and gameplay yeah with maybe the the level of creativity and the navigation the kind of go anywhere see anything of of of, uh, tears of the kingdom you'd have the perfect game in my mind like that'd be it like close the door period i'm good for the rest of my life (laughs) well Thankfully, unfortunately, we don't have that, but we do have plenty of games to play. So uh, thank you both for being with me this episode. Thank you to our audience for listening. And uh, as always, have a great day. We'll see you on the next uh, Punish podcast. Which I think is an episode about Pokemon gaming that I'm leading. So Sorry. sorry. Yes, that was yeah, a smooth. Yeah, no, no, yeah, a little preview. Yeah. Um, yep. Yeah, the, the original Pokemon Game Boy Color or Game Boy games. Uh, I guess, no, it was Game Boy Color. Yeah, I mean. No, no, Game Boy, Game Boy original. Game Boy original. Well, there yep. you go. That's the kind of fact checking I'll do before I leave <laughs> the episode. But yeah, they, they debuted in February um, some time ago. So we will be talking about that. Awesome. Very much excited to to if i'm not on it to at least listen to the episode it's bound to be a good one so stay tuned everyone and uh thanks for listening